WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, slap nut. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, everyone. This is Angelina Love. This is the undisputed future Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is EC3. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. This is WWE superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Bella Twins. Yes, this is Broken, Not Haughty. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack, and you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm gonna break you, bitch, you hear me? With your host... They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. everyone welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to our friends over at wrestling figure photography follow the journey today at instagram.com slash mbg1211 and if you're listening to us over at gerwick.net wildtalkradio.com or rackradioshow.com thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you get a quick second go check out the very fine folks over at fightboot.com because we love them and they're awesome and they post some really awesome things so you should check it out I'm your host, Lindsay Warren. Joining me, as always, is, is the ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sir Rockin. You know, if anyone can do a quick favor, teach Amari Cooper to hang, how, to hang onto the ball, because that would be great. Didn't we have this discussion in the pre-show that nobody on Kansas City or the Raiders can catch a ball? Yes, we talked about this on the side boob, which you also listen to, but only live. But... I, I they have to, dexterity issues. I need to put it out there in the universe. I need Amari Cooper to catch more balls. He needs to catch all the balls. Marty Cooper needs to get better with the balls. He needs to fondle them, hold them tightly, and all that fun stuff. He needs to become one with the balls. One with the balls. He needs to play nicely with the balls. Like you do. Like you do, because balls. <laughs> anyway, we have a super snack show, because we're just going to be right on for that. So, we're not going to waste a lot of time. We've got news, we've got NXT, we've got SmackDown, we've got Tweet of the Weeks, and, well, we're even talking a little TLC tonight. So, we say we jump right into hold on, the news. Hold on, They also have Stick'em for the balls. Presented by Gerwick.net and Wrestling. And, yeah, Gerwick. Unless your balls are really, really slippery and you just need to get a hold of them. Balls. Anyway, news, Gerwick.net. Let's just get into it, because balls. <laughs> I want to do the Blame Brents first. Can we do the Blame Brents first? Uh, yeah, why not? Bones breaking. Backs cracking. Shoulders snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. 
Brent, I said I wasn't going to yell at you on the air. I lied. I'm going to yell at you on the air. And I'm going to yell at you on Saturday, too. If you're there. If, if if you have the balls to show up. If he has the balls to show up. We know he doesn't have the balls, but, you know. He can get stick them for that. They probably make fake balls, too. Well, they make truck nuts. <laughs> anyway, blame Brent. Mark Briscoe. Dislocated elbow. Hashtag blame Brent. Suffered. And it looked nasty, too. Mm-hmm. It suffered over the weekend. Uh, dislocated his elbow. Missed the final two shows of Global Wars because of it. And he'll be out a significant amount of time because he dislocated elbow and yet painful. Ow. Not as painful as Gordon Haywood of the um, Boston Celtics. Hashtag blame Brent. Dude, your foot is not meant to go that way. I saw a picture of it. You saw the picture? I saw the picture. Oh my god, it's not meant to go that way. That, 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 um... That poor man. Did they get it fixed? I believe he went under surgery and went through surgery, yes. Did they take him to Boston or did they, did they do it there? I believe he went to Boston. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we were discussing this last night. Was it last night or was it Couple Tuesday night? night? When, uh, Tuesday, uh, yesterday. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about it last night where it's like they're debating whether to take him to Boston or do it in Cleveland. And it's like, well, his foot's backwards, which his foot was backwards. Um, they probably need to do it there because if it's that way, there's a really good chance that it's broken through the bones and there's nothing holding that on but muscle. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> yeah. Also, I found this. I don't know what the, I forget what this is. I've got a sack of balls on my nose. There you go. Um. <laughs> the theme of the night. Balls. balls. <laughs> also, other, other, um, injury. We're, we're getting there, Matt. We're getting there. And Brent's going to get yelled at for this one. Dreamy McFootball, Aaron Rodgers. Hashtag blame Brent. You know, Brent, you were just like, it's a broken collarbone, by the way. You were just so bitter because Green Bay freaking walks into Dallas and Dallas was leading that game and they missed what? Two extra points and a two point conversion in that game. So they missed four points total for the whole game. And Mr. Mr. Blaine Brent down there and his Cowboys, they're just a tad bit bitter because, you know, Aaron pulled it out in the clutch and beat them by those four points that they didn't get earlier in the game. So what'd you do the very next week? Oh, you just had to break his collarbone. So would you say Aaron Rodgers is a good ball player? He is good with his balls, yes. He's very good with his balls. He's the MVP of balls. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, you're just bitter about Aaron Rodgers. Meanwhile, everybody in Green Bay has gone into state mourning because Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. And I'm assuming they're using his backup, but I think I heard there's a search on for a quarterback to replace him. Maybe. Depending on how well the backup works out. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers done for the season, broken collarbone, no more dreamy McFootball. I'm very upset by this. Very, very, very upset. Brent, you are so on my bad list right now for that. So thanks. Good job, Brent. Also, Atlanta Falcons, if you could, like, you know, maybe play all four quarters. I know you only think there's two, and then you get to go have snacks for 15 minutes. But if you could, like, you know, come back from your snack, it's not nap time. It's you actually have to play football all four quarters. So if y'all could, you know, like, figure that crap out, that would be amazing because there's no excuse for you to blow a 19, 17-point lead. To the Dolphins. To the Dolphins and lose to the Dolphins by a freaking field goal. Not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. Oh, no. The Dolphins. 
28-3, y'all. We worked hard to earn that. They're sleepy after snacks. Yeah. They are very sleepy after snacks. This is the thing. They are very sleepy after snacks. They need to stop having snack time till after the game. Four o'clock should be um, snack time on early days. Yes. That way they have something to play for in the end. They play so well for snacks, they get their snacks, and then they're like, nope, we're done. Pretty much. So, speaking of done, maybe, possibly, we need to talk about Nia Jax. Go for it. Okay, so she's not actually done. Little teaser. Neville, on the other hand, is is rumored he's 100% done. There is no update on that situation, but we will keep you posted if anything changes. Nia Jax, it was sort of revealed this week, was not at Raw, that she has gone on a leave of absence due to issues she supposedly has with her parents and also her storyline. So this is now the second WWE wrestler that has gone MIA due to issues with something going on backstage, which is very interesting. Um, I think they're tr- they're obviously working it out with her, trying to figure out what's going on. Basically, her whole thing is she's obviously not happy with her creative. She wanted the Oscar match and she didn't get it, which honestly, if you're going to ask for Oscar, I would ask to be the one to either beat her or get her last on oh, this build. Also, she was scheduled to face Sasha Banks at this pay-per-view, which is now Alicia Fox, just just for the record. Just for the record. So, she's currently on a leave of absence for an undetermined amount of time until she makes, I guess, until she comes back. I mean, that's the only thing I can say. Nobody knows how long she's going to be gone, um, but they're obviously trying to work it out with her. She is scheduled... As of today, things could change to be back for the European tour next week. Plans could change. She's been, Plans are, cards are subject to change. Cards are subject to change and she's been gone. She wasn't at Raw this week and I think she, I think it all transpired the week before at Raw. So, yeah. So this would be off two weeks before returning to action. We'll see what happens. Um, Alexa Bliss came out and said, whatever she's going through, I wouldn't necessarily call it a leave of absence. Some She's taking some time off because our schedule is very grueling. It's very demanding. There are times when you're run down and your body just can't do it anymore and you get sick or you just get injured from it, or you just get tired. So it feels like everyone needs a reset every once in a while. Next day, I took a few resets. It was never like public knowledge, but we all need them. We all take them once in a while. I'm happy when she comes back. I feel like everyone needs that refresher week or refresher moment. Okay, well, that's all fine and good, and no one would know in NXT because NXT wasn't touring when Alexa was really in her before she made it big down there and what have you. That's fine. You you can always recharge your batteries. It's good. There are people who in the business who will look at those comments and look at Nia Jax a different way, saying she can't handle the full road commitment. Not saying she can or can't, but just reading the comments, it can be taken a certain way. I agree with that, but at the same time, and we talked about this before the show, Nia Jax... This is not meant to be negative. My, Nia Jax is not built like the rest of the women on the roster. She's probably at least 250. Conservative. I'm not saying she's bigger than that, but just kind of like guesstimating, she's probably right around 250. So she's carrying at least 100 to 125 pounds more than every other girl. Basically, she's carrying two divas. Or two women. I shouldn't say divas. Two women around on her body. And that can take a little bit more of a physical toll on you than if you're in what the condition the other girls are in. Or even the men for that matter. Because it's like you look at the guys who are heavier and they have some 
difficulties, they have to take a little bit more of a rest sometimes because just their body, due to the extra weight, can't quite keep up with everybody else. And it's just, that's how it is. It's not, you know, oh, well, they're out of shape. Oh, they're not conditioned right. No, they are. It's just you're carrying, if you're carrying around a whole other person on your body versus someone that isn't, you're going to tire out faster. I mean, you hear stories about it all the time from Big Show where he was 500 pounds and he would just get worn out because he was just so heavy. And it's not, and it's not from competing in the ring. No. It's the travel. It's the travel. And it's a grueling schedule. Nobody's taking that away from her at all. You're a, you know, you're maybe getting what? three, four hours of sleep sometimes if you're lucky and you're up for the 6 a.m. flights, you're flying all day, you've got travel delays, then you got to go work a wrestling show and then you get in a car, you drive for a couple hours and you go to the hotel or you go to the hotel and maybe get a couple hours sleep. You're not home every week and if you are home, you're home, you're there maybe one, two days before you have to go back out on the road. I mean, it's a, it's a hard schedule. If she's beat up and she's hurt, that's one thing. That's fine. You understand that. If it's the stuff about creative and pay, then for someone who's been in the business two and a half years, or three years at the most, uh, there's a lot of problems. People in the locker room, again, will have problems with that. But at the same time, she's also doing Total Divas. Yeah. Which, that just adds to an already grueling schedule. So I can see why, and if you're not necessarily used to that schedule, it takes some time to get used to it. Oh, that's that's fine. I'm saying if I'm, I'm, if it's just, if you if you burn out, that's one thing. If it's creative and pay, that's a whole other issue. Then the people in the back will look at you differently. I feel like the pay thing is kind of a moot point because I, and I don't know what she gets paid, but she's probably still on her NXT deal. So what it is, is it's like the way they structure those is you make a certain amount of NXT with the, with the full knowledge that if you go up to the main roster, your pay is going to go up to a certain amount or it can be capped out at a certain amount before you sign your full main roster contract. And then that's when the money's going to fluctuate even further, depending on where you are on the main roster when you resign. So I would expect that she probably got capped out when she came up. I don't know. I don't know what that number is at all, but that would that's generally what they do with everybody, is they bring them up, and then it's like, okay, you go up to that second amount, and that's what you get paid. And then you make up your extras with merch appearances, that kind of thing. So she hasn't been, she doesn't have any merch, which that might be part of the she problem. Does. She has merch. She has a shirt. She has a shirt. That's it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and she probably have an action figure here soon. She has but a, you look at but you look at the other girls. Well the other girl well, you know, you look at some of the other girls, yeah. Yeah, some of the other girls it's like Sasha, Alexa, Charlotte, you know, all, uh, some of the other girls, it's like they have more, they're getting more. And that could be part of it is it's like, look, I came up with a certain expectation. And if that's the case, that's on her, that this is what was going to happen. Or it could be it was promised to her again. We don't know what the deal was worked out. But her raising the money issues, it's like, well, but here's the thing. God, Cooper cannot catch a ball to save his damn I, life. I, I, yeah, there's a flag on a flag. She has two shirts. Well, yeah, there was she- pass interference. She has two shirts and a, and a figure on the, on the shop. Okay, but still, I mean, it's like they're probably not selling that well. I don't know. Anyway, my point with the money thing is this, that it's like, if you're already capped out on your contract, it's a little stupid to... Um, be demanding more money because th- they're never going to give in to that. If you're, if there's move, if there's room to move, they will. But if there isn't, it's like, look, this is what we agreed to. This is what you signed for. We're not going to give you any more because then they'd have to restructure the contract. Yeah. If you feel you're underpaid, that's one thing, but you should not be voicing it until your contract negotiations. That's, 
that's rule number one in the business. It's just the way it is. She's grown up differently. She's from another world, and just it's the way it is. Wait, did he actually... Oh, wait, no, that wasn't Cooper. That one also hit the ground. Anyway. Anyway, the Raiders are currently trying to score. They're not succeeding. Oh, yeah, he totally didn't have control of the ball. Anyway, point being, the, the whole thing with Nia is it's a tricky situation. Hopefully, it just leave a, a, Again, WWE is denying the leave of absence, but she has the leave of absence, and that's where they're at. She's on vacation. She's taking a week or two off to recharge her batteries. That's what she's doing. And either way, which that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't begrudge them time off at all. If they need it. It's like, for the love of God, please take it and do your thing. Because for everything they do, you know, a week or two off just to get in a better mindset is fine. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to the other group that took time off that we have to discuss. There's something going on backstage. Because first Neville, then Naya, now we have Bo Dallas, Bray Wyatt, and occasionally JoJo also going MIA. Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt have been off for the past two weeks for a mysterious reason. They knew Bray was going because they pre-taped stuff for him, which kind of adds a whole other layer to this. Bo, I don't think they knew, or if they did know, they wrote him off TV for a couple weeks, which was smart. So here's the story that's circulating about them. They're not unhappy that we know of. Well, they're probably very unhappy. Well, they're probably very unhappy right now, but in general... They're good at work, so, I guess. I don't know. I don't know them personally. Uh, uh, they, they could be grouchy people who are sick. I don't know. Yeah. But basically, the story came out this past week that Bo Dallas is ill. He's very ill, apparently, and he's been out for the last two weeks. So it's like, well, good God, what could he have? The rumor circulating is that Bo Dallas has contracted viral meningitis and that Bray Wyatt and JoJo were, uh, were exposed to the viral meningitis. So rather than risk them coming to work with that exposed because it, with that exposure, because it is an airborne virus, the rumor is, and again, I'm saying this a lot to ensure that everybody knows this is a rumor, that Bray and JoJo were sent home until they could give an all clear that they're not infected because they don't want this going through the locker room. They don't want this spreading through the crew. They don't need that brought to work. I have a question for the teacher. Yes. Why would Bray and Jojo be sent home together? We're not going there. But why Why would they? Why are those two? Why would they be sent home together? Google it. Do you really want me Googling that? Yes, actually I do. Just for the reaction. Bray, Wyatt, and Jojo? Yes. Okay. 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 I'm looking. Keep going. So, there's there's a fluctuating story with Bray where Bray has contracted it and Bray is ill. And there's also that Bray is okay. He's fine. He's just been sent home as a preemptive measure because, again, he's related to Bo and he had exposure to the virus. So, they don't want the virus spreading because there was a health scare two weeks ago right when all this happened. Still is a health scare, by the way. Still is a health scare, by the way. Also, I should mention that JoJo was working on the house shows this past weekend. She was on the house shows. She was not at Raw, but she was at Raw last week. So not quite. The only thing I can figure is it's like she probably went to Seabray. But why? But why? They're friends. Okay. That makes me feel better. Makes you feel better? Yeah. So she went to go check on her good buddy, Bray, and make sure he's okay. And I guess they quarantined her or something. They quarantined each other. So they were playing doctor and nurse, or patient and doc- nurse. That's it. They were playing patient and nurse. They were playing nursey. They were playing nursey. Okay, I got it. I got this now. I'm I'm following along. Okay. You good? Yeah, I'm. Oh, I think I got this. They were playing nursey. Okay. 
Okay. Being so, friends, they were being pals and friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were just playing, being nursing. So that's the story that's going around. And we'll get into this more when we talk about TLC. But Bo Dallas is not a concern for the pay-per-view. He's not on the show. JoJo is not necessarily a concern because they have people that can do ring announcing if they need somebody else to do it. Bray Wyatt is the concern because Bray Wyatt and his alter ego, Sister Abigail, are booked to face Finn Balor and his demon friend on Sunday. Does the demon friend play Nursey too? I don't want to think about that. Okay. You're such a sick human being. You're (laughs) such a sick human being. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. What did I do? You're here. That's what you did. I'm here? You're here. Really? God, I just want to get through this. Can we just get through this? Keep going. So, depending on what you believe, whether if Bray Wyatt is sick or not, I don't know, but his status for Sunday right now is up in the air. Thanks to WebMD and Wikipedia, which you can always believe everything on the internet, right? Don't don't ever Google, play Dr. Google. Yeah, don't ever play Dr. Google. But... Based on the limited research we did for the show, viral meningitis t- typically takes about 10, 10 days or so to heal, to recover from, to get better from, disinfect, whatever. So they're right in that sweet spot for that, where they've been out for 14 days, I think, at this point. Depending when he suffered the first symptoms. But depending on when he suffered the first symptoms, if he is sick. So he could be okay for Sunday. He may not be okay for Sunday. Nobody knows. Like, that's the whole thing about this, is it's like, they, they knew he was going out because they pre-taped. There hasn't been a word said about him. There was nothing said on Monday. He's not tweeting. So it's like, what's going on with Bray? And with all the Neville stuff, there was like a concern where it's like, oh, oh crap, did Bo and Bray walk out? Yeah, they did to the emergency room. To the emergency room. They're like, do not pass go, do not collect $200. You take your butt right to the hospital right now, young man. And bring your nurse with you. Anyway. And bring your nurse with you. So yeah, so we'll get more into Bray when we talk about TLC later in the show, but we just kind of had to bring everybody up to speed on what's going on with that. And just a quick note, WrestleMania tickets for New Orleans go on sale November 17th. So, you know, do your thing, get your tickets, go have fun. Tell Bray Wyatt we said hi. In New Orleans. In New Orleans. Get some beignets, because beignets are amazing, amazing things. So, Dancing with the Bella? Yeah, let's do the uh, Dancing with the Bella update. It is this week's Dancing with the Bella update. Nikki Bella has finally moved ahead of Drew Scott into sixth place with a total score of 131 points after six dances. That was this week's Dancing with the Bella update presented by The Rack Extra, Total Bellas, heard weekly right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Yay! Yeah, she had a really good week this week. Yeah, it was uh, Disney week. So, congratulations, Nikki. Way to go. Keep moving up. Moving on up. Moving on up. And speaking of moving on up, one of our favorite guests, comic genius Michael Kingston, has a brand new project. And I'm super excited to be talking about it because through Boom Studios, he's helping to co-create a Samoa Joe comic. 
So what now? That's right. He's working on a solo Samoa Joe comic with Joe. Uh, yeah. WWE and Boom Studios announced that January's WWE 13 will feature the WWE comic book writing debut of WWE superstar Samoa Joe in a story co-written by Michael Kingston Headlock and illustrated by Michael Moliopa. Moliopa? Headlocked. Samoa Joe and Kingston's story will go behind the scenes how the WWE, how the superstar first joined Monday Night Raw. WWE 13 will also contain a story, um, about this year's festival friendship with Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. So look forward this January via Boom Studios. Way to go, Mike. Way to go. And don't forget, you can pick up your copies of Headlocked. He's at cons everywhere, so go check him out and make sure you tell him we said hi. Uh, he's at Headlock Comics on the Twitters? He's at Headlock Comics on the Twitters. Go buy his stuff. Because we love him. Yeah. And, you know, we can be like, hey, you knew you win. Exactly. Well, that, okay. guy, that guy caught it. That guy caught it. He used his stickum and he caught his ball. I don't know which sounder to play. Play the, the score update. There you go. So, we have a score update. <laughs> Kansas City has officially taken the lead. 26 to 21. We'll be, we'll be 27 21 here in a second because of the, yeah. uh, they hit the extra point with their ball. Anyway. So, moving oh, oh, on. No, I want to I want to talk about this. Okay, go. NFL players. Oh, he almost picked that off. Yeah, it almost got picked off and it got tipped, and that's how he got it. He needs more stickum for his balls. He needs way more stickum for his balls. Keep running till you hit the damn end zone. Don't stop running to do your celebration dance. Do it in the end zone. But at least get the ball across the plane before you start celebrating. He was the doing the Deion Sanders high step. I know he was, but you do it after you clear the plane. The plane, the plane. Not going in because the the defense was like right on his backside. Yeah, I know. Like that's my whole problem this season in like college and pro is there's like all these guys who like just stop running or let go of the ball at the one yard line because you know they think when they cross the plane that hey I've got the touchdown when the ball is still out. So, you know, before you start doing your celebration dance, maybe you could, you know, get the ball in the end zone first. That would be amazing. I just, I have a really big problem with that this season because I've seen already like two or three balls get stripped away from receivers because they're doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, do, do, do the thing, get it in the end zone. And then you can celebrate your balls all you want. You can show them off. You can flash them and swing them about for everybody to see. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you have something you want to talk about. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Friday, October 20th. Starting at 3 p.m. Eastern at Crusted Crate, located on 105-325 Marchway in the Lansdowne Park area of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Impact Wrestling and Crust Crate Fest Fired Pizza Pub will announce... The first ever Impact Pizza in celebration of Bound for Glory, which takes place at the beginning of November, on November 5th. Yes. Um, starting on November 5th, you'll be able to get the pizza starting on th- that Saturday, November 4th, going through this November 10th. They'll actually have both an Impact Pizza and Impact Drink. Tomorrow at the press conference, you can see Impact Superstar. Lashley and the t- Impact Wrestling Global Champion Eli Drake. You can watch them eat pizza. <gasps> I know. It's amazing. But yes, you'll be able to go and get the Impact Pizza starting on November 4th. You will also be able to join the folks of Impact Wrestling at the Crust and Crate Pub after every Impact because they will be the host of the official Impact Party following all the tapings that entire week. So you can join the stars of Impact Wrestling there all week long. Eat some Impact Pizza. That's at the Crust and Crate Fest 
Fast Fired Pizza Pub in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, which is a stone's throw away from the Aberdeen Pavilion where the Bound for Glory and Impact Wrestling TV tapings will be taking place. You want to know more about all this? You can go to youtube.com slash rock radio show. And you can hear the teleconference with Josh Matthews talking about the the Impact Pizza. And you can hear from Impact Wrestling superstar Moose as well talking Bound for Glory and more. Ding! That's at youtube.com slash rock radio show. By the way, you remember that thing that I told you about earlier? Mm-hmm. Somebody went off on the dude. Nah. I didn't have to do it. I'm, I'm very... Just to fill y'all in, some of our neighbors were f- celebrating the Indian Festival of Light, the start of it last night, and they were shooting off fireworks, and my neighbors mistakenly took them for gunshots, and then somebody, and I quote, basically said that, well, you know, that's unsafe, and people shouldn't be shooting off guns. This isn't a rural area. We, You know, that may be something they do in another country, but that's not what we do here. And I'm sitting there reading this, right? And I'm thinking, we're in the South, and they shoot guns off and fireworks off from Memorial Day to Labor Day in the summer here, because it all just kind of blends together into one gigantic patriotic holiday. But we're not going to condone it in October. Okay. All right. Especially if they're shooting off fireworks within the legal hours, because, you know, you got to wait for it to get dark to shoot off fireworks. I feel so much better now. Like, I've held that in all day. So you get the neighborhood gossip about where I live, because, you know, yay, neighbors. (laughs) Yay, neighbors. Anyway. Come on. Hands. Balls. Together. Catch it. Maybe he doesn't like handling balls. Paid enough money to handle balls. But maybe he doesn't like balls. Then maybe he shows a different profession. He has to handle balls all the time. They seem much better at running their balls than they do catching their balls. Maybe they should stick to running the balls. It's a lot of grab. Anyway, what are we doing next? Let's do SmackDown next. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown. Yes! 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 Which is a celebration of the two best friends anyone could possibly have. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I love heel Sammy. Heel Sammy went all heel on, on Daniel Bryan, took shots that he can't wrestle, and everything like that. Heel Sammy was amazing on SmackDown Live. I don't have any other words other than he was amazing. The main event was awesome. It was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on Randy and Shinsuke. But heel Sammy is awesome. Heel Sammy kind of stole the show this past week. Like, you know, it's basically him just being a condescending dick. It's our, the same Sami Zayn that we know and love. He's just being a, he's just being a jerk. Yeah, he right. Which I kind of love. Yeah, he brought up how everyone thought him and Daniel Bryan were alike, but, you know, instead they aren't. Management was never behind Sami Zayn, but they were still behind Daniel Bryan. And then he did the thing. He called Daniel Bryan. A sellout, but not only a sellout, he called him the authority. He, he, he has kids, he needs his job. And then uh, Kevin Owens just was there and called Brian a hypocrite. And yeah, the two of them together, they're, they're, they're sass, they're sarcasm. They're, it's perfect. Their dickness, I guess is a good way to put it, was amazing. And the main event was cool too. Uh, Sammy and Kevin picked the win. Sammy beat um, Randy Orton with a low blow. And then a haluva kick. And he's very proud of himself. And we were very proud of him. And we learned next week Shane McMahon returns. And then we learned that the show was two minutes short. So Sammy and Kevin had to come back out and hug each other. For two minutes. For two minutes. Which we were fine with. Which was fine. But we need to talk about the other pair of best friends on this show. Can we wait to get to them? Sure. Baron Corbin lost to Sin Cara. 
Ha ha. You feel better? Kind of. Uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Naomi beat Natalia, Tamina, and Lana. That was fine. Um, trying to think of what else. Uh, the Usos and I liked I liked how Mark and Beta were. Um, that's Gable and Be- Benjamin. They're heel. They were sort of heels. When the Usos. I don't know what they are. I think it kind of depends on the day. Yeah. And it's a new day for them, so. Because they're taking the place of the new day. Um. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Jinder made the stupid challenge of getting killed by Brock Lesnar Survivor Series. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that. I'm just saying that right now. Everyone will, but really. AJ is also now the number one, wants to be the number one contender for the title, so there's that. Alright, you go with the Bulgin, the Bulgin brothers? The Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers, go ahead. Bludgeon Brothers, go! So, to be... B squared, the Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan. They had another backstage promo, promo package type thing, which I'm 100% fine with because they're now on my TV again. That makes me excessively happy. Thank God it only took six months. Lord. Anyway, they're surprisingly enough out in the woods. And these woods kind of look like the ones out by Bray Wyatt's house. So, you know, I'm sitting here going, oh my god, they formed like a sicker, more violent version of Bray Wyatt's cult without Bray Wyatt. And they're running it, which could be really, really bad for some people because basically they cut their same halting promo. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm not going to complain too much because again, they're on my TV. I, I am happy with that. And then they proceed to bludgeon the camera with their gigantic hammers. So we had a lot of ball talk, now we have a lot of huge hammer talk. Well, you know, they've they're beyond the balls. They've moved right to just the hammer. They just hammer everything. They just swing their hammers around just because they can. They're hammering kind of guys. They're that massive. They like to pound. They're that massive. They just swing them around all the time. Yep. They have to show who's who's hammer's bigger. Mm -hmm. Who's stronger with their hammer. Who can smash a camera, you know. With just their hammer. Just their hammer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why we should never be allowed our own show. <laughs> right here. And, well, what? to be kind of tied into the fashion files just a little bit, didn't it? The Ascension went out and said, you haven't even solved the case of 2B being the Bulgin Brothers. Bludgeon Brothers. Yep, they went there. They just, like, just completely ruined the surprise, even though we all knew it was Harper and Rowan, like, months ago, and they just stopped it. Because they're like, oh yeah, you know, we don't want to reveal it just yet, because the Fashion Files is, like, super over, so we're gonna keep it going, and we're gonna keep Harper and Rowan off TV until we're ready to trigger the storyline. Well... They finally went to it, and the Ascension's like, screw it. It's the Bludgeon Brothers. You know it's the Bludgeon Brothers, right? They're totally the ones that keep beating you up and stealing your crap. Which, you gotta watch Rowan. He's a sneaky bastard. Yeah. He likes to steal things. Mm-hmm. And the briefcase they had was stolen, so who's stole it? Hmm. Hmm. See who they get, whether they... I don't know what they're doing next. Are they doing the Anchorman? They're doing, um... They're doing Stranger Things. Stra- oh, they're doing Stranger Things? They're doing Stranger Things because next week's the Halloween episode. No one. Or two weeks. Two weeks. But yeah, they're doing Stranger Things next. Ugh. Anyway, um, I'd rather see them do Anchorman. I think that would be funnier. But that's just me. Anyway, uh, yeah. Harper Rowan Halloween. Yep. That's the thing. Anyway, moving along. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. Dolph Ziggler beat Bobby Roode in five minutes. How does it, again, going back to Hell in a Cell, how does this get Bobby Roode over? I don't know, but we got to see Bobby's butt again. That made me happy. How does this get Bobby Roode over? He gets over one cheek at a time. Well, one cheek at a time is not going to get him over. One cheek at a time, no tan lines, baby, because he is all glorious. Well, I can't make a point now, so that's SmackDown, everybody. 
NXT. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. In case you haven't figured it out, I am totally the reason we are not allowed to have nice things on this network. It's consistent. It's always me. Because you're very ballsy. Because I'm very ballsy. I'm good with the balls. Ember Moon, Sonya Deville, and Ruby Riot had a qualifying match for the Fatal 4-Way at TakeOver. I should say this was Ruby Riot versus Ember Moon. They kept Sonya Deville out of it for the most part. She was involved in the finish, but they kept her limited, which was fine. The match was okay. Ember got the win with the springboard stunner and pinning Ruby Riot. Sonya Deville has a lot of work. Needs a lot of work. Here's my thing about Sonya Deville. I can't, honestly, and this isn't meant to insult her at all. It's going to sound like it, but this is honestly meant not, not meant to insult her. Is I have seen the glory that is Shayna Baszler. And after seeing Shayna Baszler, I, I honestly just can't with Sonya. I'm just like, dude, Told there's you. a way more badass version of you in the wings that I'm sitting here waiting for. Told you. The moment I saw it. Told you. Oh, I know. And I was right there with you. I am right there with you. I think Shayna Baszler's everything, everything they want her to be and more. I mean, honestly, I feel like Shayna Baszler's what they want Baron Corbin to be because that's who she reminds me of. Mm-hmm. She just has better hair. We had security cam footage of the Undisputed Era trying to talk to Roderick Strong. He doesn't like you like that. You leave him alone. He's a new dad. He doesn't need your bad influence. Christy St. Cloud was interviewing William Regal, and he talked about um, what's going to happen next week for the Fatal 4-Way. And then Billy and Ro- Payne could show up. Just, yeah. Regal is so done with their crap. He's so done with everybody's crap. He's like, look, I just want to give this interview without getting interrupted. Can I just do it? You can come to my office later and, you know, annoy me all you want. Just, I, I just really want to do this interview. Billy Kay wanted to be in the match. Just be put in there. Ooh, that was a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but and her reaction was just priceless. Yeah, it was. I like I like Payne. Payne Rose was good. So was Billy Kay. I feel like Billy Kay is a better manager than she is a wrestler. Yeah, because she has the she has the over top acting skills. Like she's the better actress out of the two. Mm-hmm. And Peyton's the better race, the better wrestler. Wrestler. She's a better wrestler. Wrestler. Wrestling. The old school wrestler, and that was a clean hit too. Um, that was a clean hit. Um, so it's like there's a nice balance between them. But yeah, ultimately, I feel like Billy's better at the acting and the facial expressions and that kind of thing. Dwyer, they're a good tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul Mendoza lost to Alistair Black. The Velveteen Dream uh, took Alistair's coat. Again, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like, I'm, I'm reserving judgment on this feud because I want to like it. I'm just not sure about it because I'm waiting for it to jump the shark honestly like I'm not 100% convinced they're gonna do this super serious as they have been and at some point it's gonna get really stupid so I'm like reserving judgment until that happens anyway um Drew McIntyre had a great interview with Christy St. Cloud yeah he did yeah he did he talked about his, his goals and everything like that how you know being broke and everything after being, you know, leaving WWE or getting released from WWE after they bought their house and he had to work so hard to get back. Um, Zelina showed up afterwards, took over the interview, and basically was offering up her client, Andrade Cianamas, who wants a title shot. Yeah, I like this. I like this whole promo. By the way, is Christy St. Cloud pregnant? Maybe. Looking like she was. The top she had on was not very flattering. No. To her. No. So she- At all. But then again, we really kind of only ever see her from like 
like the boobs up. Right. So it could be that she wore that, not anticipating being seen from the boobs down. Because so. they they highlighted the boobs. Yeah, they did, which I think is kind of part of the point. But yeah, so she, her outfit didn't do her any favors. I noticed that too. It's like, what's going on with her? Yeah. So not that she looked bad. She no. just she looked. There was something. She, she didn't look as polished as she usually does. But she was a good interview. It was a good. She interview. she did a wonderful interview. Her clothes had no impact on her interviewing skill whatsoever. No, we just I just wanted to bring it up. Um. Yeah, so it looks like we're getting Andrade and uh, Drew down the line. Uh, Cassiusona beat Cesar Bonani. Okay. Yay, I sit here and I watch Cassiusona and I know how good he was on the Indies. I haven't been impressed yet. Because they haven't found him that partner yet. He kind of sort of... Even with Hideo, I overly wasn't impressed. Where is Hideo? Good question. Who knows? Hideo, where did you go? Come back. I miss your sassiness. But I feel like... Cassius was Cassius kind of missed the boat a little bit because it's like he left right when everybody was coming in and he was gone while they were all there and now he's back after they've all left and now he's just hanging around and now he's just hanging around and that's not a slight anybody on the roster but it's like he's had some epic level matches with like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor I think you know the list goes on and on and on and on of all the people that have come through that he's worked with that he can just do really phenomenal things with and they're not there and this isn't to slight the NXT talent, but a lot of the younger guys that they have don't have the experience that the older ones do. And there isn't that comfort level there. Like, you know, when you've been working somebody on the Indies for 10 plus years or even five plus years, you're way more comfortable than with them than someone that you've met yesterday kind of thing. So I think that may be part of the problem is he's just feeling people out. And finally, the Undisputed Era took on Sanity. Good match. Very good match. Uh, we saw the return of the Authors of Pain. They took uh, out Sanity after the match, or during the match, to cause disqualification. Yeah, I thought this was really good. I, I enjoyed the whole match. Very fun. Good to see the Authors of Pain being brought back into things. And you see where they're going. Should be obvious what the war is going to be. But it's not a game. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Fun episode of NXT. Very fun episode of NXT, because, and speaking of that, you know, game that is totally not war. The internet's gonna have to be cleansed after that show. Like, completely, utterly cleansed. Because people are going to do things all over themselves they wouldn't normally do. So I'll leave your mind with that. Balls. So when- yes. Balls. Balls and hammers. Hammers and balls. Hammers and balls. So when we come back... More hammers and balls. We'll have more balls. Kansas City and Oakland will still be trying to catch the balls and failing to catch their balls. We'll also have Tweet of the Week, and we'll be talking all about WWE TLC, which airs this Sunday on the WWE Network. So you're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we'll be right back. Balls. Can't catch a WTR program live? Well, we've got three easy ways for you to listen whenever you want. First, listen to the Wild Talk Radio Network on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes and search for Wild Talk Radio Network and subscribe to our feed. Secondly, download the Stitcher Radio app and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. And finally, just visit the archive section right here at wildtalkradio.com 
and you can download every single episode of all your favorite programs. Best of all, it's free. Keep up to date and spread the word to your friends on how you can be part of the Wild Talk Radio Network listening experience. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... Maybe I have one more ass-kicking left in. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly. Rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I want to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch! It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay per view. Join Wrestle Talk Radio every Sunday night live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Chosen One. The journey of the Chosen One has begun in WWE 2K18. Follow his path from WWE NXT hopeful to WWE superstar to one day being WWE Hall of Famer. Watch the rise and fall of the Chosen One. Only at youtube.com slash rack radio show. The Cho Cho Chosen One. You think you know me. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. And 
Welcome back to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, or WildTalkRadio.com, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you get a quick second, check out the fine folks over at FightBooth.com because they're amazing and we love them. And they post really, really great content. So you should totally check it out. And, well, if you're just tuning in, you missed the news, you missed NXT, you missed SmackDown, but you're just in time for Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place and I was so bitter until I found Twitter. Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling. 140 characters or less is what you're giving. My addiction starts to climb. I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure By the way, I'm just gonna like state this up front I wanna count after this show is over To see if we surpass a certain something else That we did once on this network what was it, 200, 300 mentions? Something like that. I don't think we've said enough balls yet. We haven't said enough balls? No, we've not talked about enough balls yet. So, in turn, your new job, to count how many times we've said the balls tonight. Because we want to. I want to see if we broke the record. No, we have not broken the record of the thing that is three feet long, and we said it a bunch of times. Yeah. Damn it. We have many balls to go. Well, good thing they come in pairs. Anyway, Trent Seven. The Shield have reformed for the UK tour. Hmm, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. We should have a word, probably. To which Tyler Bate responds, probably. And I respond, do the goddamn thing and put it on TV. I will pay money for that. Pete Dunne tweets out an adorable picture of his dog who has destroyed his apartment. And he goes, left him at home when I went to the airport 20 minutes ago. The devil. This is why you, you, you... You crate? I don't know. Trend 7. Can somebody please fill me in on this, please? I didn't even get an invite. And it's a picture of Russell Brunch Coventry, where it's wrestling with waffles, and it's a morning of classic wrestling matches and delicious brunch. Vegan options are available, and the featured match is Kevin Owens, Naysteen, versus Trent 7 from Fight Club Pro. So, I'm not sure how he found it, if somebody tweeted it at him, or he just, he found it, because he does find things. <laughs> he was very upset, because he did not get invited for rest, for uh, waffles. Turns out it was fake, and I think it's just a bunch of guys that get together and wa- eat, eat waffles and watch wrestling. That's all it is, yeah. That's all it is, but he's still very upset that he did not get invited for waffles. Mm-hmm. To which I say, invite Trent Seven for waffles, y'all. It's only proper. <laughs> He'll come. Especially if they're vegan. Are they, I'm not going to go down that road. Just continue. So Kevin Owens. Barry Foster tweeted him and said, Clearly a Dolph Ziggler burner account. To which Kevin Owens goes, No, it's Dolph. And here's the Dolph Ziggler burner account. Because he goes, By the way, Kevin, this is a fan account for Dolph Ziggler. I love you too. LOL. And Kevin responds, No, you're the real Dolph. Stop it. And Dolph responds, To be honest, do you love having fans coming up to you and asking for autographs? And he goes, Yes, Dolph. In most cases, I do. I love that he just, like, plays along on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Adam Copeland. Flew into an Irish hurricane this morning. Wasn't on the bucket list. And finally, Adam Copeland. His daughter, Lyric. Auntie 
Auntie Natty is a better wrestler, or is the best wrestler I've ever seen. To which he goes, what about mom? And the little girl's like, yeah, she is too. Life of kids. Yeah. Life of kids. That's all I got. I'm going to sit here in my corner and not hope you don't throw anything at me for this one. Not Bill Walton. Atlanta Falcons choked away a big lead. Well, I guess there's the first time for everything. They're good at choking on other things, too. Balls. Uh, Seth Rollins. I hate football so much. Seth Rollins. I'm on a roller coaster of emotions. I love football. I love football. The way it next tweet after that, I love football with the gif fangirl screaming of him. Seth, you choose to be a Bears fan. I don't understand why he chooses to be a Bears fan. But this is a personal choice that you have made that you have to live with. Mm-hmm. Tommy Thomas Dreamer. Worst donut ever, and immediately after biting, hit three other donuts jumped me, and then the original donut pit me. And the picture, with the accompanying picture of Raven's Flock. Hashtag. Where's the shot from Bully Ray? Right, well, yeah. Uh, WWE Creative Ish. It's Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in a cage. One week after Hell in a Cell, like following 4th of July with sparklers. Can't say that's a lie, because it isn't. Tom Tebow, at I Am Evil Tebow. Aaron Rodgers could miss all season. Stay positive, Packers fans. You still have obesity and cheese. Aww. And finally, Becky Lynch, giving us an update. Hey guys, just so you know, and a picture on her phone of a Times New Alert. You can see Uranus with a naked eye tonight. Balls. Uranus. And your balls. And that's Tweet of the Week, so let's do TLC. Which... Is live this Sunday on the WWE Network. Um, we have. Seven we do matches. have a pick'em challenge, by the way. Yes, you can go to Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/WildTalkRadioNetwork and post your picks there. Um, full card will be out tomorrow, because I think they may add something. Who the hell knows? That would do because you've already simmed everything. I have simmed everything. I don't have the results of the sim- Sims. Um, I have a couple of results in my head. I forgot to write them down. The others, because I did them like two days ago. But they'll you all... slacker. Hey, I made all the videos today. They'll be up on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> so, there's that. Anyway, remember, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show, and follow twitch.tv slash show to know when it goes live, because it can go live at any time. So, anyway, on this show, it's an unusual show. Why, you ask? There are three women's matches, two cruiserweight matches, a massive tag, and some transgender match. Eh, I wouldn't call it a transgender match. Transvestite match? No. Dude in drag match? Well, he's not in drag yet. We d- we don't even know if he's going to be there. This is, this is a very appropriate point. Okay, so let's start at the bottom and work our way up, shall we? Pre-show. After Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation, we will get Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Thoughts? I'm going to be judging Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation very, very, very hard, just so y'all know, because that's pretty much what I do for a living. So, yeah, going going to be judging that one with a fine-tooth comb, so if it's nothing less than spectacular, I'm calling shenanigans. I mean, obviously, in terms of Sasha and Alicia Fox, kind of sucks they're on a pre-show, but somebody's got to go on the pre-show. So, I'm sure they'll have a good match, as we said earlier. Nia Jax was originally face, scheduled to face Sasha Banks. That didn't work out. So now they're doing this. Sasha wins. Yes. Sasha wins. I believe she won in the video game. Uh, as memory is sort of coming back. And the video the 8-ball says, 
Alicia Fox picks up the win. Uh, cruiserweight action. We have the gentleman, Jack Gallagher, and the Brian Kendrick taking on Cedric Alexander and the ever-so-positive Rich Swan. Speaking of people who went, like, evil that I'm digging, evil Jack Gallagher is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Really kind of like it. Um, that being said, baby faces win. Uh, the video game says the heels. Uh, I say the baby faces. The video, the eight ball says baby faces. Yeah. So, there's nothing. To, I, it's the cruiserweights. What do you want from my life? Um, I have no in-depth breakdown of the cruiserweights. Speaking of cruiserweights, Kalisto defends against Enzo Amore. I'm gonna pray that everything is holy that Kalisto wins this match. Because I don't, I honestly don't want the alternative. I really, really, really don't want the alternative. I don't want Enzo to go back in the main event of Monday Night Raw. I don't want any of the things. I just want Kalisto to win and Enzo to go away. So if that could happen, that would be amazing. It's the Zoe show. The Zoe is going over. You realize this, right? I can realize that. That doesn't mean I have to accept it. You need to ac- learn to accept it. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. I don't have to accept a thing. I can be in de- denial for as long as I want. Uh, the video game has Kalisto going over. The eight ball has Enzo going over. I have Enzo going over as well. He'll be a two-time Cruiserweight champion. How you doing? Um, Oscar versus Emma. Thoughts? Uh, super excited for Oscar, but Oscar's gonna win. There, she's gonna kill Emma. At least she better. So, minus Dana Brooke, this is a, sort of the plan from that they did in NXT. Oscar was first opponent was was Emma. They had a good match. Uh, Oscar got the win. Um, yeah, should be Oscar. Easy squash, simple and easy. About ten minutes. Um. That's the way it should be. Believe the video game had Asuka and the eight ball still deciding. Oh my goodness. It's it's still contacting the Oracle. Um so yeah, so what I people there will there'll be a contingent of fans who will go, Why did Emma beat Asuka? Because there's no reason for Emma to beat Asuka. Pretty much. I'm sorry to break that news to you. But um oh the eight ball went with Emma. How about Mm. that? There's no way that uh, Oscar should not lose to Emma. It's just uh, then we have the women's championship match. Mickey James challenges Alexa Bliss. If given time and they work things out, this could be okay. I feel like this could be a good match between the two. I don't see them changing the title just yet. Nope. So Alexa's going to win via some type of shenanigans. We don't know what yet. But she will, she'll retain somehow. The video game had an idea. And this is the first time the video game actually sort of made sense. It had Emma come down and, and uh, attack Mickey James for disqualification. Kind of made sense. I'm um, okay with this. So video game is Mickey James by disqualification. Uh, I say Oscar, uh, Oscar. Alexa's going to retain. There's no way to, no reason to take the belt off Alexa. The people who should be taking the belt off of Alexa are either Nia Jax or Asuka. Those are the two candidates. There are the only two candidates to be taking the belt off her at this point. Um, Apol says Alexa as well. It's just, I hope they have a really good match. I hope on this show they should be given time. Nothing should feel rushed on this show. 
because the main event is going to be probably like 40-something minutes, and everything else can have its own time. There's six other matches total, and only five other matches on the main show. So there's going to be a lot of time for a lot of people to have some fun on the show. Even the main event could go like an hour because there's eight people involved. And at least ten minutes is going to be entrances. But yep. but the point is, they should be given time and nothing should feel rushed on the show. Nothing at all should feel rushed on the show. So, that takes us to Bray Sister Abigail Wyatt taking on the demon, Finn Balor. I have so many concerns about this match, I don't know where to start. Well, start at the beginning. Balls. Okay, so this feud has kind of like wavered on uh, on the cusp of being really good. Like they started it, it's like every other Bray Wyatt feud. They start it really hot, they start it really good, and then it kind of sort of wanes off and just like botches the end a little bit. It started and then disappeared for six weeks. Yeah, it started, disappeared for six weeks, and then it was back. And so now it's back. We're going, I hope, to the final match. You did the man-on-man last week, or last go-round, I should say, and Finn Balor won, but Bray feels he got lied to because Finn can summon the demon without the paint. Like, the paint is just paint. Finn, the demon is inside Finn. So now Bray has come up with his own version of the demon, which is an incarnation of Sister Abigail. And there was a lot of intrigue surrounding this because I think everybody's been very curious on whether WWE is in fact going to do a physical Sister Abigail character or not. Um, It's pretty much been a rumor since he first came up on whether they were going to introduce a woman into the Wyatt family or not or introduce a, a woman with Bray Wyatt specifically. So when this came out, everybody got really excited about it because it's like, well, what are they going to do? What is he going to do? And then it got leaked that Sister Abigail is not going to be a physical person. It's going to be a persona of Bray Wyatt's. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody kind of went, okay, all right, let's see how this goes. Because he had kind of teased it where he's got face paint on and he's got gauze over his face. And I was like, okay, all right, that's not terrible. He looked freaky. He looked, you know, terrifying, which is what you want. And then the the moment that kind of like shot the shot the pooch a little bit was when they did the promo, where you had Bray morph into Sister Abigail, and they have his voice mixed with an auto-tuned female's voice, and so they're cutting the promo together but it's in both their voices, indicating that he's possessed by her. And that promo got absolutely panned. Like, absolutely panned, because all of a sudden everybody's like, holy crap, no, do not want, abort, 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 just get away from it, kind of thing. Because now we're going in the direction of House of Horrors, and nobody wants to go back to that. So... That leads us to this week where Finn came out and Finn cut a promo of his own where he was morphing back and forth with, with, to the demon. And that had to look really weird in front of the live crowd. But they still did it. And my concern lies in the fact that, number one, nobody's taking this match seriously. It's a meme. The meme. day after, they showed the little placard. Not even, a day, our- not even a day after. Like, hours after. Hours after, five minutes after, they showed the little pe- placard for TLC with Finn Balor and Br- and Sister Abigail on it. People were altering it. People were making it into a meme. People were turning it into a joke. And I'm all for a joke. 
I think they're funny. But in terms of thinking about this match, this is something that obviously they've thought out, they've planned. This is, I would guess it's an idea of Bray's. I don't know. But it's not looking good for him if people are already laughing at it. And it hasn't even happened yet. And it may not happen because depending on who you believe, as we reported earlier, Bray Wyatt may or may not have viral meningitis and he may or may not be at the pay-per-view. Nobody knows what's going on with him. He's been gone for two weeks and nobody's heard a beep out of him. Nobody knows the where the trou- hell he is. The trouble that they're in. The trouble that they're in. Oh, that's like, a bounce. Anyway, ball bounce far. Bouncy balls. Very bouncy balls. Those balls. So, anyway, back to the so, point. So, anyway, my second concern lies in this. So, you had Bray Wyatt win the first match, which they seemingly forget that they actually did a man-on-man match. Bray Wyatt won. You go to the pay-per-view. Bray Wyatt loses. You go to the next pay-per-view. Bray Wyatt loses. The second, or the first loss is to the Demon. The second loss is to Finn Balor himself. And now you're going into this match where Bray Wyatt has summoned Sister Abigail, who we've heard about since his inception, where she can destroy the world. She can burn it down with one kiss. She's super powerful. She's basically doomsday. Like, we've heard all these things about her, and he's talked the ultimate game about Sister Abigail, and she's one of the most over things about the Wyatt family. He's now summoned her. He's now possessed by her. You... You can't have him lose. Like, he's literally throwing his best bet at Finn Balor. Like, the best that he has, the best that he can do, he's throwing that at Finn Balor. If he loses, I don't know if you can recover him from it. Like, you literally, you go, you take this big of a risk, because it's a huge risk. And Bray Wyatt has a consistency, and I'm sorry, he doesn't like it when you say this, but when you say this... Of where, when he's booked in big matches, he doesn't get it done. He just doesn't. He always gets to that that big finale and he fails. So it's like, just based on history, if he fails here, I don't know how you recover him. I don't know if you can. There are many ways to recover him. Alterations and what have you. There are ways. Like, Undertaker lost a lot of big matches and it was fine, but he had a, had a streak that built and et cetera, et cetera. There's always ways to rebuild. But it will take a lot of work. It'll take a lot of building up credibility. And that's the one thing that we continue to mention, that credibility is always key. To them, it's not so much, but in the fans' mind, credibility is always key. You have to be able to believe the characters you're seeing. You have to be able to believe the stories they're telling. You have to better believe that this is the wrong decision to... They've made the wrong decision early in the feud to bring out the demon at SummerSlam. And hey, guess what? Him coming out on... Monday night saying the de- he has his own demon to fight the sister Abigail off. Guess what? That would have meant so much more if we didn't see demon. Now we're seeing a pumpkin demon. Yeah, like he's it, gonna be the great pumpkin. He's gonna be the great pumpkin. Um, and it's like you saw you we we said this from the very beginning. They should not rush out the demon. They should not rush out the demon. The demon, uh, the demon should be the ending of this the feud. The demon should be the end. Yeah, Bray Wyatt pushes on Finn and pushes on Finn and pushes on Finn until finally Finn has no choice and Finn lets the demon go. And, and guess that's what? that. That's the story they told. But we've already seen the damn demon. Yeah, I mean, it. it's kind of like they went, oh crap, 
we're too close to TLC to do anything new with Bray and do anything new new with Finn, so we're just going to do one more to get us through to Survivor Series, and then we're going to end it there. <sighs> I can honestly tell you I'm really not looking forward to this at all, and I hate to say that because it has two of my favorite people in it, but I'm terrified of what this is going to be. I'm terrified of what they're going to do. I just do not get a good feeling about this because stuff like this in wrestling is very, very difficult to pull off. Like it was easier 20 years ago because you didn't have the internet playing a factor. People believed easier. And now it's just like, yeah, maybe it's like the, the product is almost too steeped in reality at this point to really kind of get away with that. It's like, there are just certain things that we let go. It's like Kane can summon fire. He's been summoning fire since 1997. Nobody's going to freaking argue with him. Taker. For the love of God, Taker has been around longer than most of the roster has been alive. Hey, hey, did you hear? Taker's coming back for Survivor Series. We're going to rant about that later, after we get done with this, because I have words for people. Hey, but it's like he caught the ball. He actually managed to catch the ball. Oh my god. Was short, but he caught the ball. He finally got his stickums on and he caught his ball. Anyway, Taker's been around longer than most of the roster's been alive. And it's Taker. Nobody argues with Taker in terms of the supernatural stuff. It's what he's done. It's what he's always done. We just let it go. It's like, okay, you know, smoke and lightning and the lights and all that stuff. It's Taker. It's just, it's Taker. And that's what we say. And you want to do that for Bray... And I think I think Finn kind of has that, where it's like, it's Balor. It's what he does. He did it on the indies. He did it in NXT. He's doing it here. You just sort of let it go, as this is what it is. Bray doesn't have that, because again, Finn has the credibility. Finn has the reputation. Taker had the credibility. Taker had the reputation. Taker had fear. Like, they sold that people were afraid of The Undertaker. He was the end-all, be-all, he-shows-up-you're-gonna-die kind of thing, even if he lost. They don't do that with Bray. They do do that with Finn. To be fair, Finn is fearful of the sister Abigail. He is and he isn't. He's showing more fear than a lot of people have. He has, but I still feel like... For Raw, instead of doing the demon morph, you have him go out there and start to talk crap, and you just have the lights start to flicker, and you start hearing this laugh echo through the arena. And you could do other things with that to indicate her presence, where it's like, no, you're in the soup now, boy. You're not getting out of it. Like, I feel like because Finn went over strong on Monday that Bray is going to win, but I also feel like Bray has to win. But yeah, I just... Coming out of this if Bray wins, Finn needs to have the fear of God of Bray Wyatt. Like, Bray Wyatt needs to beat Finn so badly that he beats the demon out of Finn Balor and Finn Balor just becomes Finn. Like, there is no more demon until whatever that is gets triggered again. For WrestleMania, yeah. For WrestleMania. But... Bray Wyatt beats Finn Balor so bad, we do not see the demon for the rest of the year. We don't see the demon at Rumble. Like, something happens where Finn is able to get the demon back for Mania, and you can tell that story or not, but it, you know, the demon does not show up for a good six months, give or take. So, I mean, that's that's kind of how I have to look at it. 
Just like, you know, on the flip side, if Finn Balor defeats Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor needs to beat Bray Wyatt so bad that he literally exercises Sister Abigail out of Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt becomes normal. Like, she's gone. And the voices in his head have stopped. And he's like, holy crap, it's a new day. Kind of thing. Yes, it is. I mean, that's the only thing I can see working. Because if, like, he goes back after this is over and he, he tries to do the same old stuff... Nobody's gonna buy it. Everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, okay, Bray, whatever." You just go, you go over there and you do your crazy, and we'll see you in a little bit. Like, I feel like this is the do or die moment for Bray Wyatt. This is it, and I've said that before, but this this is a huge risk that they're taking. This could potentially really, really, really hurt the character if it's not done right. And I just get this hunch it's not gonna get done right. Picking Finn Balor to win. I'm going with Bray. I hope I'm, I'm, I hope wrong. I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm picking. Finn to win the match. I feel like Finn can recover the loss a lot better than Bray can. Nice sack. Very nice sack. But, yeah. Bray wins. Is there any stip on this match? The stip is he's Sister Abigail. Um, right, but is it is there a no th- DQ no. or anything like that? No. Hmm, that's interesting. There could be a DQ in this match. That might be the way you get out of it. No, you're not going to get out of it like that. Good thinking, but it's not going to happen. Uh, the video game went Bray if my memory serves me correctly. And the 8-Ball has two predictions. Bray goes over, and Bray will be in drag. Bray is not going to be in drag. If Bray's in drag, I'm done. Actually, no. Finn Balor is not younger than Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor is older than Bray Wyatt by, like, five years. Finn is in his mid-30s. Bray Wyatt just turned 30 in May. Fact. Finn just looks better. Main event in the main event that will take probably 50 minutes... If you remember, the first one took a long time. It is The Shield, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose, who we saw the whole gimmick on Monday, taking on The Miz, The Bar, which is Cesaro and Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and What in the Balls. This match feels really overbooked to me. I mean, I love Kane. I adore Kane. He's one of my favorite, most favorite people on the planet. And I am very, very happy that he's back on my TV. I am not going to complain about that. But it's like you have Miz, you have The Bar, you have Braun Strowman, who's two people in himself. And then you bring in Kane. And it's just like, do you really need that many people? Or is it going to be something that like Miz and The Bar just go stand back and let Braun Strowman and Kane go to town? Run, Cooper, run. You got a first down? Good. He needs to keep running with the ball. Get, get Just the Lord knows he can't catch. He can't catch the ball, but he can run with the balls. Oh, no, they could not snap the ball in time. Two-minute warning. Anyway, continue. So, yeah, so I, I don't know if that's how they're doing it, but, I'll, yeah, I just it just feels really... Overbooked. Overbooked. It's like you had nothing for Cesaro and Sheamus, and nothing for Braun Strowman, and it's Kane's 20th anniversary, so let's bring Kane in. Let's make sure he's on a pay-per-view this year because he's been on a pay-per-view every year of his career for 21 years or 20 years. So way to go, Kane, on that. But yeah, it just, it feels, I feel like you could take the bar out of this match and it would be a much more impressive match to me simply because that removes some elements for the shield where they can't necessarily do their triple team because it's like the power bomb. Can they get Braun Strowman up for the power bomb? Well, yeah, we saw it on on Raw a couple weeks ago. But can they do it in a fight? Good question. This is going to be a train wreck. It's going to be an absolute train wreck. 
in a good way. We've got tables, we've got ladders, we've got some chairs. We know Seamus does not like ladders. At least he doesn't have to climb them. Um, or maybe, hopefully he doesn't go through one, because that hurts him. Um, it's one of those things where um, we're going to have a lot of spots, we're going to have a lot of time, and good God almighty, the return of Kane was well done. No one saw it coming. We should have, but no one saw it coming. It was well done. It was a ballsy move to bring him back in. And, yeah, um, I think this is the one and only time we see Kane this year. I don't think we see him anymore. I think this is his, hey, look at me, I'm here, it's my anniversary. I'm here to re- to seek revenge for you retiring my brother, who may or may not be on Survivor Series, because nobody knows the trouble that he has seen. Um, it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's a guarantee. It's going to be a fun match. People will enjoy it. I will enjoy it. It'll be better than the Sister Abigail Bray, uh, Finn Balor thing. That's for damn sure. Yeah. This is your main event. This is the one match. It's a one match show. That's all it is. And it's time to see the Shield. Oh wait, we saw them Monday with the Shield music and everything. Should have saved it for the pay per view. Should have. The marketing behind that was like, yes, you finally get to see the Shield on the network. Reason to buy the WWE Network to see the Shield. Not on Monday. Oh no. That's besides the point. Oh look. Cooper did not catch the ball. Nope. <laughs> right through his hands. Um, He's wide open. It was short. The ball was short. Right through his hands. It, it was a little short. I put that one on car. Anyway. Okay. I want to talk about Taker for a quick second. Because this ties back into Kane. Yes. Go ahead. Can we leave Taker alone? He's retired. Okay. He is retired. I, I get the rumor the WWE wants him to retire at Survivor Series, and that's it. He's done. Peace out. And that Kane has come back to avenge his brother, which is really sweet of him, because let's be honest, they, they don't always get along, but, you know, family honor is everything. And I like the story between Kane and Roman, because Kane already doesn't like Roman, and then on top of it, Roman retired his brother. At this point, is it worth it for the Undertaker to come back? I mean, really, seriously, he lost at WrestleMania. He left he left his hat and his coat and his gloves in the ring. In a wrestling capacity, I feel like the taker shouldn't come back. It's like he's had hip surgery, he's gone home, he's being a dad, he's being a husband, he's loving life. You know, he's enjoying that hashtag retired life. I mean, it's just like, I feel like he just leave him alone. <laughs> like, enough is enough. Leave the poor man alone. Let him stay home. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like it's great for Kane to come back and do the one-off, and I would say that if Taker doesn't show up, it is exactly that. It's a one-off, but Taker, if Taker comes back, which I hope to God he doesn't, then Kane will be at Survivor Series. No question. Kane will be there. Because they, they, when Kane shows up, Taker shows up. When Taker shows up, Kane shows up. Wait, did Cooper just catch that ball? I think he did. Wow, go Cooper. What a ballsy catch. He, he's learning to catch his balls. Yes. He's I- learning to handle his balls. And the phrases you need to count are ball, balls, and ballsy. Got it? Ball, balls, and ballsy. Basically anything related to balls. Yeah. Just so we know. So this is like the close to the end of the episode, so he'll have to go all the way back and redo it again. Because of balls. Because we're awesome. He's anyway. Not, he's not going to think so much of us afterwards. But he usually doesn't. Anyway. Um. Cool. But yeah, so that's kind of my little rant on Taker. Going back to the match... <sighs> I hate to say this because it's probably going to be really stupid. <laughs> come on, dude. Catch the ball. Even Carr is like, dude, come on. You juggled your balls there. That, yeah, that was a nice little gimme pass. He should have had that. 
Derek, you can't say that word on TV. But going back to the match, I feel like somebody's going to walk out, and that's going to kind of even this out a little bit. That's the only thing I can figure with it being a five on three, but the Shield's going to win. If the Shield doesn't win, I mean, come on now. What world are we living in then? You know? Mm-hmm. Shield needs to win. Shield should win. Shield won in the video game. Shield won via the, the eight ball. Um, Shield should win. You kill all your heels with a Shield win. Well, I feel like Braun and potentially Kane are going to walk out, leaving Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus. Kane, do- Kane doesn't count. Kane, Kane's here a month. If, any, if it, he's here a week to a month, he don't count. Your heels are Braun, Miz, Cesaro, and, Sh- and Sheamus. Miz and Cesaro can take the loss because they'll go back into the tag division after this is over and they'll make up for it. But but they've been on such a losing streak now anyway. It's like you're killing all your heels to put over the shield, to put over Roman. It's Shield's, shields going over, but if you're going to get more out of the program, the shield should lose. I'm just gonna say that Shield should lose if you're gonna if you, this is a more than one match program because it seems like it is now because Shield's gonna be together at least through Christmas. I feel like there should be communication issues. There should be something where they're not because we said it on Monday. They just seem off. There isn't that same magic that was there the first time because we've now all seen their individual personalities. We've seen them go off in their own directions. We know who they are and they've now all come back together. So there should still be some individuality there before they all kind of conform into one thing. And there should be trust issues. There should be communication issues where they're not as tight as people think they are. They're not as good as people think they are. Because there's that still whole underlying issue of Roman and Seth never quite dealt with what happened. They kind of did, but they kind of didn't. Dean and Seth had the epic feud. It should not just be sunshine and rainbows. I mean rainbows. It's raining balls. Hallelujah. It's raining balls. Anyway. Um, we may be getting closer now. But that was like a four-hour show. Uh, well, if we keep going, this is going to be a four-hour show. Oh, up. Catch? No. He did not catch the ball. So, again, if this is a more than one match program, the Shield should lose, and you go to Survivor Series, and the Shield win. But the Shield How will win. How is that not pass interference? Because they were all going for the ball. That's the thing. They're all going for the ball. Mm-hmm. If he, he went after the guy, then it's... it's uh, Pass interference, but they all jump for the ball, and both men have the right to go after the ball. It's the way of the rule. That's how it works. Anyway, that's the deal there. Um, you go to facebook.com slash group slash wild talk radio network, and you can make your picks. The thing will be there. It'll be on all the Twitters and all the Facebooks. They'll plug in a moment. Um, it's one of those things where Shield, if, it, if this is going to Survivor Series, which it probably will because you gotta keep Roman percent Rome, box going with gender. Ugh. Uh, the shield thing's going to continue. So, yeah, shield will go over, send the crowd home happy, we'll see some shield bombs, and all will be right with the world, people will go home happy for the first time after a pay-per-view for a while. Sure. I guess that's the way it's gonna go. I guess. We'll see. We'll see it Sunday only. What a catch. What a catch. Holy balls. The owner's happy. The owner is happy. I guess I should play the, the sounder. What a catch to Cook. Wow. What a catch. Gotta watch that again. We're, we're gonna wrap up here in a moment, folks, but holy balls. That's a catch. That was a beautiful catch. He has possession. He rolls in. 
He has control. He has control. Holy balls. How is he short, Matt? Because he came down on his butt. It all depends on if they rule him down or not. That's a touchdown. It's his elbow. But he wasn't touched till the end zone. There's his butt. Where's his elbow? Doesn't matter. No, he's not touched till the end zone. He can, he can roll all he wants. Mm, I think that gets rolled a touchdown. Because his elbow hits the line. Tony, like Romo, pretty Tony, mu- Tony Romo says he's down. Did he get touched? Where, uh, yeah, he got touched. Yeah, he's, do- he's out down at the half-yard line. Okay. Because he touched him on the way down. Now you saw it on a different angle. He touched him on the way down. Barely, but he got him. And right there, where your butt lands, he's sure by a half a yard. So what Oakland needs to do is get the play in now and get to that line because they cannot stop this clock. And they got to touch the ball. Once they set the the ball, they got to go because there's no timeouts left. Uh uh-uh. They got to get it in, but on the upside, they're at the half yard line, so it shouldn't be that hard to get it in. But you have no timeouts, so you cannot run it. Well. But if you run it and get stopped, you're, you're screwed. But they can't catch. They've proven that tonight. They've done better running than they've done better well, he catching. Well, he caught it there. Well, yeah, he, and how many more have we seen that haven't been caught? They've caught 416 yards worth of balls. So and how many have they dropped? They've dropped a lot of balls. Their balls are dropping, y'all. Down the half-yard line. 18 seconds to go. All right, so Whoa. anyway, let's wrap this oh, thing hold up. On, hold on. Oh, they moved the game clock to eight seconds. Because there that's was a sto- interesting. Because there was a stoppage of a clock, so they have an t- eight second runoff, a ten second runoff. That's balls. That's ball shirt. That's ball shirt. Yeah, they're gonna throw it. They have to. Se- Sevens. They got one chance. There it is. So oh. pass interference. They're gonna call pass interference, and the game is over, and Oakland's going to lose. You want to wrap, or you want to wait for the call? Let's wait for the call. Pass interference on the offense. Replay first down. Alright, I get to throw some sucks. Anyway, that'll do it for the rock right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, midnight, this is Steve Ray. We're back live after one week hiatus. Well, the greater than great debate on rappers. Steve Ray live on Facebook, Twitter, and .com. Sunday, 11 p.m. Eastern, Russell Talk Radio reviewing WWE TLC. Monday night, it's the Raw Post Show. 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. WTR Sims presents. WTR Championship Pro Wrestling live 11.15 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash rack radio show. Brand new season. Whole bunch of fun stuff's going down. It's going down this Tuesday. Twitch.tv slash rack radio show. Make sure you follow the channel. Twitch.tv slash rack radio show for exclusive WW2K18 live streams whenever it goes live. So when you follow it, you get an email say, hey, alert me when they're live because it could be any time. It could be at noon. It could be at midnight. Who knows? Twitch.tv slash Rack Radio Show. You subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show, for a bunch of WW2K18 content, including my career. The Chosen One's path to WWE Hall of Famer is now going on at youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show. You can check out exclusive videos there from Fantasy Matchups, WTRSM Archives, and more. Plus, Impact Wrestling teleconferences. The last two weeks are up there as well at youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show. Check out the Rack Extra Total Bellas. Season 2, Episode 7 now available. Episode 8 will be available on the next Thursday before the show. There's there's holding on the defense. We get one more play in um, Rack Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the social media is Rock Radio Show at Wild Talk Radio. Facebook.com is Wild Talk Radio Network. That was holding. 
balls. That was holding balls, balls, balls. All the balls. Lindsay, show the balls. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsward, L-A-N-S-W-R-D. You can go to my website, psychwarddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my balls. artwork, it is a, it's available for balls. your viewing pleasure. Stop! At behance.net slash Lindsward, same as the Twitters. Balls. And don't forget to check out our very fine sponsors. Wrestling Figures Photography, Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Gerwig. Stop! Gerwig.net and Fightboot.com. So for Ballsy McGee, Mr. Rock and Sock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rack right here at WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! Balls. Just in case you're wondering, intern, balls, 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 all the balls, take all the balls, throw all the balls into the end zone, balls, 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 for all the balls, right, Lindsay, balls? Totally balls, here we go, the ball's in the air. It's up, ball's up, and it's caught. Out of the end zone. But there's a flag, Jesus hell, how many flags are we going to have? All the flags, all the balls, balls. Balls. Count the balls. Defense. One more play. Oh my god, it's the game that never ends, y'all. It's the never-ending game. We'll see you next week. Balls. Bye. Balls. Balls, balls, balls. WildTalkRadio.com 